0: My name is Emily Hines, and I attend Houston City Council meetings and take notes, and then I share them with you. Today's notes are from the Council meeting on February 15th, 2023. First up, the Mayor's report. Mayor Turner had nice things to say about the grand opening of the Land Bridge and Prairie project at Memorial Park this past weekend. He claimed the New York Times said it's the 11th ecological wonder of the world, but I couldn't find that source. A new navigation center for the homeless opened in Fifth Ward on Tuesday, enabling the Chartres encampment to be decommissioned. The navigation center provides temporary housing and wraparound services while people await permanent housing. Turner reported that one client has already found permanent housing. He thanked all of the Coalition for the Homeless, Harmony House, the Harris Center, Harris Health, Bread of Life, and Mark Eichenbaum from the Mayor's Office for Homeless Initiatives for working so hard on all of this. The third gun buyback event is this Saturday, February 18th at Dusen Park, hosted by Commissioner Ellis and Sheriff Gonzalez. People can exchange guns, no questions asked, to get gift cards from $50 to $200. There are no ghost guns allowed, though. The first Houston Roughnecks game is this Saturday at the TDECU Stadium. Is that pronounced TDECU or is it TDECU? I don't know. Y'all weigh in. Connor has an editor's note. This is the first game of the new season. That's right. The XFL is back and the undefeated Houston Roughnecks are returning to the field. They crushed the Orlando Guardians in the first game of the season, 30 through 12. Rough them up next. And that is how we found out Connor Clifton loves the XFL. Houston First is hosting a Black History Month celebration every Saturday in February from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. in front of the Georgia Brown Convention Center. And Mayor Turner concluded with some remarks on his priorities of diversity, equity, and inclusion. He highlighted the difference between diversity and equity and said, these are our values. He encouraged businesses, educational institutions, etc., to embrace these values as well. Before we move on to some agenda items, let's first focus on item 10, Some affordable housing shenanigans. Item 10 approved support for affordable housing developments in seven districts across the city. A little backstory: In order to apply for a 9% housing tax credit from the state, the developers need a resolution of support from the city. Houston uses a rubric to score each development on criteria like location and access to mass transit, nearby school zones, and more. If the development gets a score of 10 or higher the city votes to support its tax credit application and therefore its further development this turned into kind of a thing today council members mary nan huffman of district g amy peck of district a and ed pollard of district j all made motions to remove a project from the group so it could be voted on separately Councilmember Pollard made a motion to remove the Cypress Crossing development for separate consideration because residents object and he hoped to tag it to give more time for community engagement. This turned out to be complicated though because Cypress Crossing is currently in District C and if you remember, Pollard represents District J. But because of the recent redistricting process, Cypress Crossing will be in J once the development starts. Mayor Turner implied that Pollard was meddling in another district's affairs saying it was a bad precedent to set, and he called Pollard's motives disingenuous. He said these developments all came to the housing company, implying objections should have been raised then. Turner said everyone is entitled to housing, and just because people are objecting doesn't mean it's valid. We don't often hear this sentiment from elected officials, so it caught my hair, and I wanted to share it. Councilmember Pollard argued that because District District J is so dense, he said 85% of J lives in apartment complexes, new development in the district must be extra scrutinized. Councilmember Abby Kamen of District C, in whose district Cypress Crossing currently is, said she didn't have much to contribute to the conversation because residents have been communicating with District J. A sore point? Perhaps. She feels that people are misinformed about the nature of the development. It's actually for seniors, not families. And she said she's trying to facilitate conversations with the developer. Councilmember Tiffany Thomas of District F, who also chairs the housing committee, acknowledged Pollard's concerns, but pushed back on the idea that these developments will bring new people into the neighborhood. She said this development will serve the current community that is already living in the district. It will help get people, seniors in this case, out of crappy apartment complexes that don't serve their needs and into new builds that they are requesting, all while allowing them to stay in the neighborhood they call home. Councilmember came and hopped back in to say that because this development is in Meyerland, some people are concerned about flooding. She pointed out that mitigation requirements for new builds are often stronger and help reduce flooding in the area. She refused to support claims that affordable housing increases criminal activity in the area. She concluded by saying she doesn't think we should separate any of the developments from the larger item because that has gotten us into trouble with HUD in the past. She would not support Pollard's motion to separate Cypress Crossing from the main item. Despite pressure from the mayor, Pollard declined to remove his motion, so it went to a vote. The people who voted yes to remove Cypress Crossing from the main item so it could be considered separately were Councilmembers Peck, Evan Shabazz, Huffman, Pollard, Kubash, and Alcorn. People who voted no, so that Cypress Crossing would get voted on with the main item. Mayor Turner, Councilmembers Kamen, Martin, Thomas, Plummer, Gallegos, Knox, Robinson, the motion failed. Moving on, Councilmember Huffman made a motion to remove the Felicity Oaks development because residents said there was no community engagement. Mayor Turner apparently supported the removal from the main item because he thought Huffman was going to tag, which would give another week for community engagement. But she pushed a vote. When Mayor Turner expressed surprise because she said she would tag it, Huffman said no, quote, you indicated to me that's what you would like me to do, and I agreed to consider it, end quote. I laughed so hard at this. <laughs> Huffman then said that conversation was one week ago and the developer still has not made community engagement efforts. Mayor Turner was astonished at her duplicity. Councilmember Kubosh ended up tagging the item just to keep the peace. Councilmember Peck made a motion to remove the development in upland due to flooding and traffic concerns. She actually did tag it as promised, so I assume she remains in the mayor's good graces for today. Councilmember-at-large, Letitia Plummer, was disappointed in Councilmember Huffman. She said that it's not okay for a councilmember to make promises to other councilmembers to get their support and then switch tactics mid-vote. Felicity Oaks and Upland will be back before council next week. The rest of the developments, including the one Pollard tried to remove, were approved today, so those developers can go ahead and apply for their tax credits. Okay, let's go on to the rest of the agenda items. Item 3 approved some nominations to the Greater Southeast Management District Board of Directors. Councilmember Gallegos has been trying to get the various management districts to adopt sections of the Gulf Freeway and he said he hopes to see that come to fruition soon. Item 4 approved an increase in the Lake Livingston Project 2023 budget from $4.7 million to $5.3 million. The Lake Livingston Project is operated by the Trinity River Authority a conservation and reclamation district that manages Lake Livingston for the benefit of the city of Houston and the TRA. That's the Trinity River Authority. Houston owns 70% of the water rights and the TRA owns 30%. And Lake Livingston represents 73% of the city's total water rights, which is a lot. This budget increase is due to salary increases, the rising cost of fuel, replacing of equipment and systems and some capital expenses like construction and vehicle purchases. I just think where and how the city gets and manages its water is interesting. There was lots of spending resolutions passed today regarding affordable housing, like usual. I'll highlight item 14, which approved a $270,000 grant to the Coalition for the Homeless for that navigation center in Fifth Ward that we talked about earlier. Item 20 approved increasing a contract for services to the Houston Information Technology Service and the Houston Airport Service from $10.5 million to $17.4 million. Councilmember Kamen highlighted that some of this money is supporting HPD and the Office of Emergency Management via the Public Safety Video Network in Mayor Turner's One Safe Houston. She said more conversations are needed regarding video network policies and surveillance, and I agree. Item 29 approved a grant application to the Railroad Crossing Elimination Program for Districts H and I. Councilmembers Robert Gallegos of District I and Carlos Cisneros of District H both vocally supported. If granted, funding would support the creation of underpasses to go under railroad crossings, including pedestrian and bicycle safe spaces. And finally, the council member pop-offs. Councilmember Gallegos praised the Land Bridge and Prairie Project at Memorial Park and said he was proud to have supported the effort with past votes. Councilmember at large, David Robinson, also cheered the Land Bridge, which he rode to on his bicycle with his girlfriend. And he commented on a spaceport seminar workshop he went to on Monday. He remarked on the two-year anniversary of Winter Storm Uri and said, we have to preserve the planet while looking to the future at the same time. Councilmember-at-large Michael Kubosh commended the mayor's effort to eradicate homelessness and said, you're doing God's work. Councilmember Thomas plugged a Loving Our Seniors event on Saturday and a ribbon-cutting at Harmon Park, also on Saturday. Councilmember-at-large Sally Alcorn thanked Mayor Turner for his aggressive stance on dangerous buildings and said there are 400 of them waiting to be torn down. She mentioned a Houston Chronicle article by R.A. Schwitz, and I'm very sorry if I pronounced that wrong, on the decommission of the Chartres encampment and said Houston has risen to the occasion. She then criticized Mayor Turner's timeline for the Conservation District Initiative, saying that the community needs more time to engage. Council Member Kamen said the land bridge opening was unbelievable, and she's excited about what the future holds. She plugged the Public Safety Committee meeting on Thursday, which will have a spotter update and a presentation from the Forensic Center. She applauded Public Works for answering 26,330 311 calls in District C alone in 2022, the highest of all the districts. She once again noted that District C has the oldest infrastructure in the city. Councilmember Carolyn Evans-Shabaz of District D plugged TSU Day at City Hall next Tuesday. Councilmember Cisneros plugged some pet events. She is excited about conservation districts and reminded us there is a public hearing on them at next week's meeting and that's it that was the meeting thank you to all of our patreon supporters and we have two new ones wendy and jordan thank you all so much the patreon is patreon.com emily and if you think this project is worth supporting uh, we really appreciate it i also want to thank aclu texas and houston in action for their support and uh Tecolotl, who does the spanish translations which you can find on the website and on my instagram which will be linked below um, with all the other resources for this episode. And this podcast has music by Joe Wozni. It was produced by Connor Clifton and that's it for this week. I'm Emily Hines and I thank you for listening.